Hey, food friends, and welcome to the Food Founders Podcast, your number one spot to get mentoring, guidance, and behind-the-scene learnings to help you understand what it really takes to launch, grow, and scale your packaged food or beverage business. On the show, you'll hear from food founders at various stages of growth, and you'll hear from me and my 14 years of packaged food and beverage experience. Each episode is packed with insights, inspiration, and learning to help you on your food business journey. I'm your host, Ainsley, and this is the Food Founders Podcast. jump into today's show, I want to thank our sponsor, the Food Brands That Sell program. Food Brands That Sell is a six-week deep dive into the CPG industry and teaches you how to win within that industry by creating a brand that you, retailers, and consumers love. Here's what a recent alumni had to say about the program. I am so grateful that I chose to do Food Brands That Sell. I learned so much about myself, my journey, and my company. These six weeks changed how I'm doing my business, and I can see the difference already. I no longer feel alone. If you aren't already on the waitlist, hop on over to foodbrandsthatsellwaitlist.com or grab the link below to make sure that you are first to know when the program is accepting new students. All right, let's dive into today's episode. All right, everyone, and welcome to the Food Founders Podcast. Today we have Leslie Danford of Vitaminis with us, a brand that is changing how we get our vitamins and really excited to dive into this. The product is fantastic. I've had an opportunity to try it. Uh, I'm very excited about what this is doing for the vitamin industry. So Leslie, welcome to the show. Great to have you here. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Can we just open it up? Can you just dive in and tell everyone what exactly vitamins are uh, and how you came to be with this? So vitamins are functional food and beverage brand, clean label. Um, The vision would be to have lots of really clean ways to get your nutrition, whether it's mini sips, mini bites, um, lots of different mini formats, always clean and tasty and convenient. But our first two products are um, juice shots and they're shelf stable juice shots. So immune support. This one is um, vitamin C, zinc and magnesium and orange pineapple juice. And then um, gut health is fiber and probiotics and a berry banana juice. So those are our first two products, but I'm hoping to launch many more in the future. Like this is like a good leeway into it with with a easy, convenient piece that people kind of know. They definitely get it. But I'm curious. I mean, getting people to think of vitamins in a different way, in the shot way. People are used to taking pills. They're used to taking powders you know, just like how many oranges I need to get to my vitamin C, like how has it been getting people to look at really getting their vitamin intake in a completely different format? That's not, that's not an easy feat. Yeah, no, you're totally right. And I don't even think I appreciated that, like going into it. Um, I have always not been a big fan of pills. They make me nauseous. They're like, if you look at the ingredients, there's just weird stuff in there that's made for manufacturing and then gummy vitamins, um, the dentist now like warns you against them because of the sugar and the cavities. There's like a little sign on the, on the counter that says, please don't take gummy vitamins or give them to your kids. So, you know, I've always kind of had some issues with what's out there. And I, 
notice there was no sort of like clean food or beverage based, like a clean food or beverage based option that had additional nutri nutrition like fortified into it. And um, so that's kind of where the idea came about. But I didn't stop to think that like, you're right, it is so different that on the one hand, that's good, right? Because it's like an open space, but it definitely has presented a lot of challenges, less so with the consumers who I think just take, like once they understand it, they just take it for granted. Like, okay, it's a vitamin in, in a juice, got it. Um, but definitely on like the established industry side of things, retailers, you know, where should we put it? Um, even like co-packers and other like industry brokers, it's almost like if, if it's too new, you face challenges, just like explaining what it is. Yeah, that is interesting. I mean, it's great to see that the consumer has got it right away, but obviously a challenge with the retailers. Talk to me about some of those obstacles that they've kind of put in front of you around maybe not getting it. And how have you been able to overcome those? Yeah, I mean, it is interesting. I think the whole startup world is very much positioned around who is your competitor and how are you better than them? And I've faced many awkward conversations where it's like, well, I'm competing with pills, gummy vitamins, and fresh juice shots. And I kind of have different positions against each of them, like versus pills, it's easier to digest, easier to swallow, more natural um, format versus gummies. We have no added sugar. We don't cause cavities. We're not like candy. And then versus the fresh juice shots, we have more vitamin content and no strong flavors like ginger, turmeric, pepper, and we don't require refrigeration. So we're convenient. Mm. Um, so, but, but I think like that, some people hear that and they're like, you don't know who you are. You don't know what you want to be because you're all over the place. And it's like, I mean, I understand that perspective because it would be a lot easier if I could just say, we're a better version of this other thing that already exists. Like we're one small or two small tweaks away from something existing. It's just a little bit of a leap. And so I think anytime you have that leap, people feel like it's risky. Like, is it going to sell? Where do we put it in the store? Where will consumers find it? Um, will they buy it? What will it replace in their existing routines versus will it be incremental to their routines? It just raises a lot of questions and that's been a challenge. So I think the way I've dealt with it to date is just trying to show data, like reviews from consumers, testimonials, uh, velocity data now that we are in retail, that it does move and people um, do like it. Uh, that's kind of what I lean on as opposed to trying to explain the whole structure of things. Yeah, once you have some data, it almost makes it a little bit easier because you can be like, look, we put it here in this store. This is what it's selling less risky, but it's those beginning yeah. pieces that makes it really hard. And you almost need these partners to go on the, like the, the journey with you and take a bet, you know, be okay to like, let's see where this goes. But obviously not every retailer is, is always aligned with signing up for that. No, you're right. And actually that's a good point that some retailers are just generally more innovative and pushing the, the forward curve than others. And I'm seeing it now from the other side, you know, because you're right. Like some retailers are never going to take a bet on something that's really, really different until it's more established. Whereas others are, can look at something and kind of get it and, and take a bet on it either because they have like these innovation structures that make it easier to take bets or they just are willing to try. So that's right. been interesting to go through. Yeah. And you've been in market for how long now? So I started the product. Okay. So I had the idea at the end of 2020, but it took me like 
six to nine months to get it out in the world. So I started selling online on my website in July of 2021. So about two years ago, I started selling at Amazon later in 2021. There were some hiccups getting set up on Amazon. And then I was pretty much online only between my website and Amazon for about 18 months. And then at the end of last year, at the end of 2022, I started in retail. So um, we are now in fresh time. And that was definitely a journey. We started with one store, moved up, you know, from the bottom, but finally are in full chain at fresh time, which is a Midwest retailer. And then a, another small Midwest retailer called the Fruitful Yield. And then we are piloting in a handful of core power yoga studios in the hopes that we can roll out to all the yoga studios. So, right. so it's a, a small kind of niche footprint right now. Yeah. I mean, it makes sense though. You are introducing a whole new format to the category, right? And I think that data piece is going to help you get more places as a whole. Yeah. And and I love the fact that you are, are very diversified in terms of, you know, online, then we're doing these lifestyle locations where our audience is obviously in yoga and then grocery where people are doing their everyday shop. Yeah. I think you have to be everywhere these days. Like yeah. I remember when I actually worked in beverages way back in the day, a few, a couple jobs ago. And back then omni-channel was this buzzword. Like we got to be omni-channel. We got to be omni-channel. But now that's a given, like it's not a choice. Like, because um, for example, with vitamins, someone might pick up a single bottle at fresh time at checkout. They see it, they want to try it. They like it. Well, now they go to the website. They read a little bit more. Maybe they drop their email. Um, then after I send them a couple emails, they decide they want to do a subscription. And it's all like very connected. They probably looked up reviews on Amazon while they were in the store. So um, it, yes, it is hard as an entrepreneur because you have to spread yourself into many different directions. But I do believe like longer term is the only way to do it. Yeah, I agree with you. That makes so much sense. And just how we shop now is so different and where we expect to see our products are it's so different now than what it was even, gosh, even like five years ago. So mm -hmm. uh, you're so bang on with like, yes, it is. It's kind of a given these days. We need to yeah. do that. Going to spread you thin, but you need to do it for the consumer. Yeah. Yeah. And for you right now, I'm curious, where are you seeing the bulk of sales? Is it online still? Is it coming from your retail establishments that you have now? What is that balance looking for you? Yeah. So one of the reasons I ended up going into retail is online these days is a tough place to get scale. And in beverages with a product like this, you have to be, have scale. Like, if, you know, these products sell for a few dollars a piece. Like if you're not selling a ton of them, you don't have a business. So um, after about 18 months online, a couple things. One is during that time, just after the pandemic or during the late part of the pandemic, when I launched online advertising was extremely expensive. I think at one point it was like $6 a click on um, Facebook and Instagram. And that didn't even necessarily mean every click was going to convert. So um, it was just not feasible. So I didn't do that. I didn't do any paid uh, customer acquisition at all, which I, I believed was the right way to build a business. So I was out sampling. It was word of mouth. Um, but it's so slow, so slow. And, you know, I was doing a lot of um, organic social media, starting to build up a following, but it just takes forever. And so after about 18 months of doing that, it was clear that that was not going to do it. Like at that pace, it would take me like 20, literally 20 years to get to scale. So, um, 
that was what pushed me to retail. So it's funny when you say like, what's the balance now? Once I got into retail, the volumes are much bigger. You're talking about, you know, like Fresh Time has 70 stores. Um, the Fruitful Yield has 10 stores and I'm in 10 Core Power Yoga Studios piloting. So already that's um, like a hundred doors, all stocked with product, all in front of consumers. So immediately brick and mortar kind of eclipsed from a sales perspective. But I will say that all the activities I'm doing in store, whether it's sampling, um, collecting email addresses, even just the visibility of the product there is driving people to the website. It's driving people to drop their emails. It's building my email list. So there's this like interesting sort of um, flywheel effect going on. But I think from like a pure volume standpoint, it's going to be a while before the e-com will catch up to where the brick and mortar are just because it scaled so quickly. Right. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. And again, comes back to that omni-channel piece where you are doing all this in-store, you're getting traction there. That is, I mean, it's just easier. You get a PO from a retailer. It's a lot more than like trying to get the single order from yeah. every single person online, but they do interchange. We admit, introduce them in one spot and then they come and maybe they get that subscription, all those other pieces that you mentioned. Yeah, exactly. I wanted to ask you this as well. Where are you merchandising in store? Because obviously this is a, it is a tricky piece and I'm sure you and retailers maybe had to test this out for a few different locations to see where it moves best with a new product and one that looks, it, it looks and acts different than all your competitors, right? Like this doesn't mm -hmm. exactly look like it should be right next to vitamins. The fresh juice shots, they don't, those need to be refrigerated. This doesn't, not to say that it couldn't be there, obviously it could, but how have you managed finding like the ideal spot in, in store for this? That's a work in progress, to be honest with you. So fresh time, um, which is a lot, has been a long journey. So I applied for headquarters merchandising at fresh time at the end of last year, got rejected. Um, then I like kind of networked with some other people at fresh time and they were like, listen, can't help you. <laughs> so I just went to my local store and it probably took like six visits getting to know the manager of the vitamin section, the store director, talking to them, introducing myself, having them try the product. And after like six or seven visits, they were like, okay, we'll give you a try. And in that store, the original placement that we got was a barrel at checkout. So Fresh Time has like these big barrels where they just like dump bins and that's where they'll put like sale items or whatever. And they just dumped a bunch of vitaminies in there. And that did really, really well. Um, so Impulse is definitely a great spot for vitamins. And I think about like long-term, it would be amazing if, you know how you see um, five-hour energy at every checkout everywhere? Like how great would it be if you saw vitamins, like a healthy vitamin-oriented choice at every single checkout everywhere? So that's, I think that's a, a no-brainer for new customer acquisition because people see it and gut health and immune support are both, hot topics right now. So people see it and they're like, oh yeah, I should be doing something for my gut health or, oh yeah, colds are going around. They just grab one. So that did really well. Um, and then as I expanded to additional stores, so I went from that one fresh time, it did really well there. So that store director mentioned the product to his 10 Chicago area colleagues. And um, within that set, there was no direction in terms of where they would put it. So it turned into a bunch of different placements. Um, and each store director kind of got the recommendation of the product, took a look at the product and just put it wherever they thought it would do well. So I got a couple of other barrels, 
but it ended up at um, in one store in the checkout fridge, one store in the shot fridge next to the, the fresh pressed juice shots. Um, a couple stores put it in the vitamin section. It, they have a uh, shelf stable immune support mm -hmm. section and then another section for digestive health. So kind of splitting the two products in those different vitamin sections. And I think that's about it for where it ended up. So all over. And again, we saw that it moves quickly in checkout and the fridge because that's just a higher traffic area. Right. I think people do grab, grab it in the vitamin section because it is different, but that, you know, people don't shop for vitamins as frequently. They're not walking those aisles as much. So then when I got to the headquarters, Finally, headquarters basically pulled a report and saw that vitamin E was selling. And so they reached out and they said, hey, we know you didn't get a placement when you applied before, but now we see you're doing well. So we'd like to offer you this, which was amazing. And the spot that they offered me was a completely different random spot that happened to have a place in it, which was the probiotics fridge. So the probiotics fridge is in the back corner and they put both products there. So gut health is a probiotic, but then immune support is not a probiotic, but they put them both there. So that's where it is for the whole chain, except for the first 10 that put it in other spots. So it's definitely mm. a work in pro progress. It moves okay there, especially when we're doing sampling and driving awareness, but nobody's going to go to the probiotics fridge looking for an immune support shot. So I think it's a work in progress. And I'm kind of working with the category manager at, at headquarters to think about like, where else can we move it if things open up or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. That's so key. And I, it's so interesting that it has been placed all over the store. It's actually really, it's great for you because you get this data to be like, okay, does it sell better here? Does it sell better here? Does it sell better here? Uh, but also not great in the sense that it's like, there's, there's not that consistency. And I'm sure, you know, you know where it does really well. So when you're stuck in a location that, you know, it maybe doesn't do as well, um, you know, it puts a lot of work on you and your team to, to kind of reroute, get that placement where you really want it, where you just know it's going to move more for, for them. Right. Yeah, totally. I mean, it's, it's, I think it's also a good lesson of when you're starting out, like you got to take what you can get, you know, you just take what you can get and do the best you can. And nothing is final. Like you can always move incrementally to where you're going. Um, but I think a lot of people think like, oh, you know where you need to be, just go there. Or you know what to do, just do it. And it's like, you can't just call all the shots together. <laughs> Take what you're offered and do the best you can. <laughs> yeah, no, it's, uh, it's uh, if only it was that simple in this industry. Yeah, right. right. <laughs> and now talk to me a little bit about what you guys are doing for marketing. You mentioned before in-store sampling. How else are you getting the word out about vitamin E's? Yes, in-store sampling has been a very big focus since we've been in retail. And this is actually something I learned from my beverage days when I worked at adult beverages, um, liquid to lips. We always said liquid to lips. And I actually now I have personally done over 100 samplings and I have hired some uh, company to help me now with some of the more remote locations. But having done so many, I can understand why it's so effective because for this particular product, when people think of a health shot or something that's like good for them, they think it's going to be disgusting. And as soon as they taste it, they're like, oh, it's actually pretty good. And then they want to try it or they think like this is something I could really do. So I think for this product, sampling is huge um, because it is $4, $3.99 for a bottle. It's a little bit of a leap for someone who's not sure they're going to like it. But if they can just taste a little taste of it and and you know, make sure that they like it. They're much more open to try it. So that's huge. I have made um, 
some improvements to my sampling approach over time. But one thing I'm doing more um, like upfront now is collecting email addresses at samplings. And it's like, hey, drop your email. You know, I had a QR code. People don't always like to, to scan that. So I'll put it in for them. Um, but that's been great because my I'm really also building my email list. Unlike social media, which I have found very, very difficult to convert. You know, people love to like ch chitter chatter and follow your stories or whatever. But no one's buying anything. Okay. Unlike that on social media, email really converts. Like every time I hit send on an email, I have purchases coming back right away. Like click throughs. Um, people are reading the blog posts I share and buying the product. So I have been really, really pushing for email. And email is a very important part of our marketing. So we send a weekly email and it's a mix of educational content from blog posts that we've done, um, educational content about like the various ingredients, like what does zinc do for you? What does magnesium do for you? Why should you care about gut health? And then of course, like highlighting the products themselves, we do a lot of recipes and that is great. And it's really um, cost-effective compared to a lot of the other marketing tactics out there. So that's kind of where I'm leaning in right now, sampling and email. I'm still kind of keeping the other things moving. I still have social media going, but I'm not like really doubling down on that right now. That makes sense. And you know, you have a really strategic approach. What's converting sales? Yeah. <laughs> People looked at it like that. What is converting sales? Let me double down on that versus, you know, social is great for building brand and pieces like that. But if that's not driving as much as email, then like let's double down on email, right? It makes total yeah. sense. Yeah. I would be curious, like what brands are actually seeing a lot of conversions on social. And I, I, you know, even for the ads, it's tough. It's really tough. I think people are just like totally inundated right now with social media content. So I, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, no, I, I agree. I think that it's these deeper connection pieces that are, that are better for people. They're intentionally opening up an email. They want to learn from you. That's a different piece than almost this like mindless scroll that people have to, honestly, a lot of times on social media, people are in like a mind numbing phase. And so are they like going to be buying as much? Maybe not, right? That's a good point. I hadn't thought about that, that the actual way the person is gauging, engaging is so much more like engaged versus kind of zoned. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It makes a big difference for sure. Absolutely. And then, okay, for you, you mentioned this is kind of the beginning pieces of where you see this going. What, how else would you like to see the brand evolve in the future? What does that look like? What's on the horizon for vitamin E's? So, like I said, I think long term, I think it would be amazing if it was everywhere because I like our little slogan is mini, mighty, tasty, but they're so easy, so convenient, clean good for you. Like how great if, you know, when you're at Starbucks and you're getting your coffee and your kid wants like a treat, you don't have to get them a cake pop. You can give them like a vitamin E's or like you're checking out at the, the gas station or the grocery store. And you think like, Oh, you know, I really didn't get my probiotics today, whatever. So that's like kind of the long-term goal. But like I said, um, I think there's a lot of other format options, always staying along the lines of mini, mighty, tasty, clean, convenient bites, sips, always very natural and food-based, um, but convenient, like just pop it in, tastes good. You're good. You're good. You don't have to feel guilty. You can feel like you check that box. Um, so yes, but I mean, to get from here to there, I am right now, I'm the only full-time employee. I have a lot of interns, part-time help, contract help, outsource help. 
So I'm not doing all, everything myself, but I do have to be really conscious about like where I spend my time and resources. And so I'm trying to keep the portfolio tight. Just a couple products. I do have one more product that I um, am likely to launch in the near term called Daily Greens. Same idea, like a little shot but with mm-hmm. vitamins from green veggies in it. Um, but beyond that, I think then it would be to kind of scale with a couple of products. And then once you have that scale, that footprint, that distribution, you can start to introduce new things and kind of build out the portfolio from there. I do think it's hard to build a huge business off just one or two products. Um, but at the same time, you don't want to kind of overpopulate your products and then it's, it, it complicates everything. <laughs> yeah, that balance for sure. Yes. Uh, that balance, which I mean, just on a total personal front, I'm curious, how do you balance? I know you're a mom, uh, you, you balance running this business, growing this. How do you balance everything going on in your life? Oh, well, let's see. I mean, <laughs> when it comes, so I have four kids. <laughs> uh, I have great childcare. I mean, that is obviously key. Um, but what I try to do is I try to really like think about when I need to be 100% present for my family and when I need to be 100% present for my business and try to kind of guard those times I think times where it hasn't worked out well is when I'm multitasking, trying to get something important done for work when I'm with the kids or trying to, you know, like do something for work and and handle the kids at the same time. I try to like compartmentalize as much as I can. But at the same time, I do a lot of multitasking within within work, for example, Um, like if I don't have to be on camera for a call, I'll take that call while I'm driving out to a retailer to check on the product because I just, there's only so many hours in the day and I'm in a phase of life where I cannot be working a hundred hours. I just can't. So I'm trying to squeeze a hundred hours into like a more manageable work week so that I can, you know, have dinner with my family, take my kids to their soccer games and that kind of stuff. Um, But you know, some days are better than others. Like there's definitely some days where I think like I really did not do a great job of balancing. And then there's other days where like, yes, I nailed it. So, you know, (laughs) every day is a new day and, you know, do the best you can. <laughs> Isn't that life, especially as a startup founder? You know, it's like balancing as best you can, and some days will be better than others, and other days you're gonna you're gonna rock it, right? Yeah, right. And just <laughs> tomorrow's a new day. <laughs> exactly. And you have vitamin E's to fuel you at least and keep you nice and healthy throughout it all. Uh, which oh my is gosh! Great. <laughs> and by the way, I have the same approach for nutrition because I get asked sometimes, like, how do you think about your nutrition, your kids' nutrition? And it's the same thing. It's like you cannot be perfect. There's, you're never going to be able to like perfectly eat all the fruits, all the vegetables, none of the bad stuff, whatever. So you have to kind of just do the best you can, make it easy on yourself, like where you can have convenient solutions like vitamin E's that help you. Great. You know, um, or if you want to, if you have an off day or you need to treat yourself or just whatever, great. Do that too. Like, you know, I just, I'm a believer in in that balance because nobody's perfect and you will only just stress yourself out trying to do everything all the time. So um, I think it works on multiple fronts. Yeah. That's like a good life lesson right there. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> balance where you can. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Do the best that you can. And like, I know for myself, I had these, uh, I had the vitamin E's in my fridge. And for me, this was like a perfect, afternoon pick me up and I like hitting that mid-afternoon kind of slump or another day it's so interesting what you just said there about like you know the balance piece I remember I had like just not the healthiest lunch and I was like I need to like feel better after this and I had one of these and it like 
you know, I'm like, okay, this is like balancing this out. And it made me feel better both from a, okay, balancing good and bad. And just like the added vitamins on those days that you maybe don't make the best decisions that you could make. I love that. Thank you for sharing that because I actually did a survey of my best customers and the number one word that many of them used for vitamins is treat, Mm. which was so interesting to me and really surprising. But I now have heard it from another person. And now what you said, it's kind of coming together where sometimes you just need that little boost, a little sweet thing at the end of your meal, or just like a little tasty thing to pick you up or whatever, kind of break the monotony out. You don't want another cup of coffee. You need something else. Totally. Um, And I think it can be that. And yeah, same. If you're like, just feeling like you need to, you know, get those vitamins in, maybe you didn't get your veggies that day or whatever. You can just take a vitamin E, dump it in a smoothie, pop, pop it in your purse or whatever, and feel like you check the box. So that's really helpful. I'm trying to craft a story around usage because it is so unique. And I actually had a retailer give me the feedback that the shots industry has not done a good job of kind of communicating how to use them. Mm. So a lot of people have tried shots, but they don't necessarily incorporate it into their everyday routine because they don't know how. And I've got that question of samplings too. People say like, tell me what to do. You know, how do I do it? Is it in the morning, at night, with a meal, without like people almost want a playbook? Right. So that's on my radar to kind of think about that. Hmm. That's interesting. Yeah. It's like people want to be told how to do everything in a lot of ways. And it's like, yeah. as marketers, if we can do that, that helps make the, their life easier. They don't need to think about it. They're just like, okay, this is when I take it. This is when I'm going to do it. Like we know, okay, if I'm going to take vitamins, I'm going to take it with my breakfast or I'm going to take it with my dinner, whatever it may be. Right. How do you create that same routine with a product that is basically trying to, you know, replace some of those products? Yeah, right. Exactly. I love that you have this continuous piece of being curious, being curious about what's working in your retailers, how to optimize there, being curious about how to best connect with your consumers, being curious with how to grow. I think that is a really great trait that you bring to the business that has allowed it to grow and will allow it to continuously grow because you're, you know, you're not stuck. You're trying to find the the data to help support the decisions and being really open to that. Thank you so much. I hadn't thought about like calling it curious, but it's funny because one of your questions you said before the call was, was sort of like, what's, what is like a really hard thing that's been with getting off this business? And I would say it's kind of related to that. I think like in the beginning, it was easy for me every time I hit a roadblock or something like that to just be like, oh, maybe this is a good idea. So I was like, I didn't, I didn't believe in it myself yet. So it was like, oh, this retailer said, no, maybe it's not a good idea. Or, oh, I got this bad Amazon review. Maybe this is not going to work. But I did have to kind of shift that whole thinking process into, okay, what is this trying to tell me? And it's Mm -hmm. like the the review, the the bad review I got, I actually ended up reformulating my first batch of product because I was hearing from people they thought it was too sour. So I did a a reformulation and brought down the sour notes. Um, But it's just so funny because I remember thinking like, oh, this is just not a good idea. It's like you have to take everything that is kind of like you're bumping up against. And instead of seeing it as an impediment, see it as a clue or like, a, you know, like a hint. (laughs) Yeah, that's a really great way to look at it because it's so easy to just be like, no, not going to work because you're going to face so many roadblocks. Every day there's something that you could easily take as a signal. It's not going to work every single day. (laughs) 
Well, I'm glad you have not given up and that you have said, no, I'm going to relook at this and I'm going to allow this to be a clue and uh, continue to push vitamins out. I love the product. I think it's fantastic. I'm really excited about everything that you are doing. Uh, you mentioned before where people can find it in stores. If people want to go and find vitamins online, where can they find you? Yeah, we have a website, vitaminesbrand.com, just all together. So you can drop your email there, get on our email list, buy the product there. If you use the code VITAFAM20, they'll give you 20% off your first purchase. And then um, we are also on Amazon. So on Amazon, if you put in only vitamins, I think that that word is being bought by some of the big vitamin competitors as a typo, because you'll sometimes you'll see the big brands pop up. So try vitamins juice that mm -hmm. often brings it up. Um but someday I hope I'll own that term. And then other than that, we're on social too. We're on TikTok and Instagram um, at Vitaminis brand. Awesome. Well, Leslie, thank you so much for bringing this to the market and sharing your story here. Thank you. That's it for this week, food friend. Thanks for tuning in. If the show helped you in any way, please go ahead and leave a rating or review of the show below. I also want to thank our sponsor one more time, the Food Brands That Sell program, the program to transform how you navigate the CPG industry and ultimately sets you up for success within it. Go ahead and get yourself on the waitlist using the link below, or you can put yourself on the waitlist at foodbrandsthatsellwaitlist.com. Catch you next time, food friend.